It's time for Tim. The Tim Weisberg Show on 1420 WBSM and streaming live on WBSM.com and the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message through the WBSM app. And now, WBSM's big gun, Tim Weisberg. And good morning. Happy Monday to you. Hope your day and your week are starting off right. And we've got a big show for you today, as we always do. We'll be joined by Jack Spillane in the 11 o'clock hour as we'll be turning on the light. And we'll be talking about Jack's most recent column at NewBedfordLight.org in which he's saying, hey, if the city council wants to put all kinds of things on the ballot for you, the citizens, to decide, why not put a question on there? Oh, about the 25% pay increases for Unit C employees. Let's put a question on there saying, would you rather see it knocked down to 10%? And saying, hey, why not, since you want to put a question back on the ballot about whether or not the mayor should return to a two-year term, why not put a question on about whether or not the city council should have term limits? And now while Jack is being, I would assume, we'll check with him, somewhat facetious with that argument because, let's face it, it's not going to happen. Even if the, as he recommends in the article, the three freshman counselors could be the ones to recommend the council term limits, even then... The rest of the counselors aren't going to vote for it. But if you, the citizens, wanted to see it on the ballot, you could do so by collecting signatures. The The right way that questions are supposed to get on the ballot by, um, by Jack's, well, and, and really by anybody's estimation, that's the right way to do it. So there's there's something for you. Speaking of elections, we have a couple of elections happening uh, today uh, in both Fairhaven and Freetown, and then tomorrow there are there's an election in Dartmouth. So if you are in one of those towns, get ready to get out and vote. Wareham's a spring election town too, and um, I've always liked the spring election. Because it feels like, although it throws everything all off, like it's not nearly as, it doesn't follow the same pattern as regular elections. So it kind of throws you off if you live in town about as to when to vote, when when people are going to get sworn in and all that kind of stuff. But the, the, the rebirth, the renewal of spring... <laughs> It's a good time to have those elections, and uh, and I've always enjoyed it. Uh, if you are living in Freetown or Fairhaven today or Dartmouth tomorrow, make sure that you get out and vote and and take part in that. I, of course, we've been following the Freetown election here uh, because really the only uh, contested race there is school committee, three candidates for two spots, and um, the rest of it is all a lot of people either running unopposed or two people running for. Uh, two, you know, where there's two seats available. So that's the only race where there's any intrigue there. And <laughs> there's been a lot of intrigue and it didn't stop over the weekend. Uh, and then in uh, Dartmouth and Fairhaven, uh, Marcus has been doing a fantastic job of covering those uh, on South Coast tonight and getting all the candidates on for the contested races there. So 
We try to do the best that we can for you to get you all the information. And I know, listen, if you don't live in those towns and the conversation turns to one of those towns' particular you know, issues and, 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 and candidates, you may think to yourself, well, this doesn't apply to me. This doesn't sound interesting. But then you start listening to it and you realize it is interesting and it kind of does apply to you because it's a lot of issues that are being talked about regionally, not just in that particular location. So sure, you know, we talked a little bit last week about how in uh, in Freetown and Lakeville, they have that vote coming up. Uh, well, they have a question on the ballot regarding vocational education. Well, that's a question. Vocational education is a hot button issue across the entire Commonwealth right now. So it's it's certainly something that people will keep an eye on, especially when it comes to um, how much people are kicking in, how much towns are kicking in to be part of these regional vocational schools. So that is an important question. You have uh, other issues and races going on in towns where, you know, you've got candidates that are coming from a particular mindset uh, who are coming from a particular ideology that might be the same as some of the candidates in your school, in your uh, town, in your school department. So it, it even though you say, well, this doesn't directly apply to me, it's still worth listening to the conversation, especially if you are somebody who is civic minded and you're thinking to yourself, maybe I can hear some ideas that I'd like to see implemented in my town. So, um, of course, you know, it's only a couple of days a year, too, that we do election coverage anyway. So I, I think you'll enjoy it. Now, I know that tonight I'm going to be getting some live results. I'll make sure that I send them on over to Marcus so he can share them on, uh, only because I've uh, talked to people who said uh, that um, that they would send me the live results. So, we will uh, we'll certainly make sure that we have that information for you as soon as we can have it for you. Uh, we have a phone call on the line, 508-996-0500, if you want to call in and chime in. Again, Jack Blaine joins us in the 11 o'clock hour. And listen, I know some of you want to, so we can we can talk a little bit of WrestleMania before the uh, the end of the, the program here today because uh, the, the potential sale of WWE um, may be happening today, which is a big deal. Oh, the caller dropped off. I, I, I didn't mean I expect you to talk about WrestleMania. It's okay if you didn't watch it. You can call back 508-996-0500. But the, um, the expected sale of WWE was something that people have been talking about for a while now. Uh, Vince McMahon returned to the company after he had stepped down due to the allegations against him and uh, the investigation into whether or not he was paying women hush money after having an affair with them. And it turns out that he was, but that he was using his own money for it, so it's not illegal. Uh, so he returned to the company, and the the purpose of him returning to the company was to help negotiate a sale. And from the report in CNBC, it's the parent company of the UFC, Endeavor, that is purchasing the WWE, I think for $9 billion dollars. And they will be merging the UFC and WWE into one new public company that will, I guess, run both sides of combat sports. So, you know, they like to think of wrestling as combat sports. It's it's not. But the um, the 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 conglomerate there and the TV rights deals as as the deals are eventually coming up very soon in the next couple of years with Fox, USA, um, NBC, Peacock. As those deals are coming up, 
and now you've got the UFC and WWE combined in what you can run for programming. Oh, I think it's going to make for some very interesting, huge television rights deals. So we'll we'll follow along with that as much as we can. But uh, again, the the news might come out today of that sale. Uh, I think that um, you know that now they do this thing after wrestling. They don't call them pay per views anymore. They call them premium live events because you can watch them on Peacock for free if you have Comcast. So when they started doing these press conferences, I was wondering like how much of it's going to be in character, how much of it is going to be behind the scenes. And it's a little bit of a mixture of both with the wrestlers themselves. But when uh, when Paul Triple H Levesque comes out, uh, he talks straight up business, and he gives people the you know the numbers. He tells them what the gate was for the event. He tells them what the you know the number of people watching on TV was. He gives them the merchandise numbers, all of that kind of stuff. And which you know they're a publicly traded company. People would find that out anyway. But it's it's good that he does it in the in the press conference format. And of course, last night the questions did come up about the sale, and uh, and he he deflected those those questions because obviously they can't say anything until it's actually happening. But I, it's funny because over the weekend, as I was reading some of the things that had been happening in WWE over the last year, with Triple H taking over creative, Vince stepping down, Vince coming back, negotiating the sale, turns out that the sale is going to be a partnership between what was once considered competition for WWE, but, and then previously WWE had bought its own competition with WC, like all this stuff. I'm like, this is, this is like succession. <laughs> this is like our own version, our own wrestling version of succession. So anyway, that's something that we can discuss uh, if you want to at 508-996-0500. Night one, amazing. Night two, pretty good. Uh, the meme that's going around is, you know, night one was Triple H, Putting it all together, night two must have been Vince because they left the fans disappointed and they, um, you know, the, the matches weren't nearly as good. So I, uh, I would agree with that assessment, although they were pretty good on Sunday night. Saturday night was far and away much better. Uh, and of course, if you did, if you do follow me on social media and you saw my Instagram and you saw my Facebook on Saturday morning, I was not in L.A., it had been a while since I'd done an April Fool's prank. My standard line was, I got away with it a couple of years ago. I'm never going to get away with it again. And on a whim, I put up a photo of SoFi Stadium where WrestleMania was happening with myself standing outside of it. And, um, uh, you know, I, I I basically like photoshopped myself into it. I put it out there and I got all kinds of uh, all kinds of responses from people who were Saying, oh, I'm glad you made it out there. I didn't know you were headed out there. Oh, you're out my way. Like all reactions to it and people thinking that I was actually in L.A. And I was like, well, that means I'm better at this, you know, Photoshop stuff than I thought that I was. But people were messaging me saying, oh, I wish I had known you were going or I had no idea. So I guess I guess it's another successful uh, April Fool's Day hoax for me. The one that I had done previously was, I think it was like 2016, 17, something like that, where uh, I was home all day. It was, I don't know how long ago it was then, because I'm pretty sure it was a Sunday. April Fool's Day was a Sunday this time. And I spent the whole day 
convincing people that I had been invited to conduct a paranormal investigation of the Amityville house. Now, anybody that knows that place knows that they don't let anybody in for its private owners. They don't let people in for investigations. But I convinced everybody that I was getting in that night. I got a call that said, you have to come down today. This is your one and done, only chance. So I jumped in the car and started driving down to Amityville, New York. And what I did is I kept getting Google Maps screenshots of the highway, like heading toward, heading in that direction. And I basically just opened up Google Maps and and did the drive going down Google Maps as if I was really going from Wareham to Amityville. And I, every, every time there was like some sort of a milestone, like now entering Rhode Island, now entering Connecticut, any of those things, I took a, a screenshot and I put it out there saying like, almost there, getting closer. And then I had to kind of Photoshop myself into a few photos later on to make people think that it was real, but it, it worked. It, I had people so mad at me because they really believed that I was down there. And I, had, I think I had promised that I was going to go Facebook Live from there. And then I went live and told everybody it was April Fool's. So I was it was the greatest April Fool's prank I'll ever pull. And I didn't think I would ever try again. But I got lucky this weekend. A few people bit. So if, the, if you were one of them, I'm sorry. I put a photo up later on that night of, of me sitting on my chair, like me, the perspective from my chair, watching it on TV. So I hope people realize then. It was just a just a prank. All right. Well, why don't we take a break? If you want to call in and chime in, 508-996-0500. And now we can talk with you when we come back after this break. back in 508-996-0500 you can also hit us up on app chat on the wbsm app but just a warning having a little trouble loading up the app chat right now um on my computer but i will keep working on it uh and get it going for you during the course of the show here because i know so many of you like to interact that way so if you don't have the wbsm app what are you waiting for it's super easy to download you just go to your app store just go to your, you know, whether it's Google, what's it, the Play Store, I think it's called now, or I believe on Apple it's called the App Store. So if you just go to whatever it is, wherever you get your apps from for your device, and you type in WBSM, you'll be able to find our app. And keep in mind, too, it doesn't just have to be on your phone. You can put it on a tablet. You can put it on uh, an iPad which I know is also a tablet, but some people don't know the difference, don't know that they're two different things. Uh, so you can do that. You can also put it on your Alexa device. It's a skill that you can enable on Alexa. Uh, it's an it's a option you can put on your Google Home. So if you have one of those devices, you can utilize that to get the stream, at least, and the podcasts. But... If you want all the functionality of the WBSM app, put it on your phone, put it on your tablet, put it on your iPad, and it's all free 
Thanks to our friends at South Coast Towing. So you get everything, app chat, live stream, podcast, live weather, live traffic, alarms, alerts, breaking news alerts, all kinds of stuff. All because of our friends at South Coast Towing. So thanks to them and thanks to you for downloading and listening on the app. So uh, I will get that app chat message going, uh, that app chat going. But uh, for now, I will keep fighting through it and see if I can pull it up maybe on my phone or something uh, so that I can make sure that I can keep interacting with you. Let's see. Well, we'll get there. We'll get there. We've got the whole show. Uh, One of the stories that I want to bring your attention to is a story that Barry has today at WBSM.com and on the app in which uh, he says, well, in which he reports, rather, uh, that the New Bedford Fire Department is stepping up its... New Bedford Fire Department. New Bedford Police Department is stepping up its enforcement of parking violations in residential areas. So they're going to be looking out for oversized vehicles that are parked at night, blocking of driveways, blocking of fire hydrants, and blocking of handicapped accessible sidewalk openings. So this is something, I've seen this happen around the city, and I know people who live in the city who have put up post, uh, posted up photos of this going on in their neighborhoods, that they might have a driveway, they wake up in the morning, they can't leave because somebody parked in front of their driveway. Or you'll see, especially if you're like driving through, you know, driving down the Ave and going up some of the side streets at night when the bars are open and people are going out to the bars and looking for places to park, they just make up parking spaces. And they get away with it because nobody has apparently been going around and towing them out either. You know, somebody that I know in one of the the North End fire stations was saying how they have this turnaround where the tr- for the trucks to get out. And at night when the bars are open, people just park in there, even though it says not to park there. They just park there anyway. And as he said, what happens if we have to get the truck out? Well, we're just going to plow through them because we got to get to the fire. The fire is more important than the cars that are illegally parked. So you don't want that to be you. So the, the, the police department is going to be out there and ticketing cars more often. Now, some folks have said, I saw one of my friends say, I didn't even realize that parking in front of my own driveway would get me ticketed. So it was it was his home, his driveway, and he chose to park on the street blocking off his driveway, and he found out that that gets him ticketed, even though it's his own driveway. And, and and Barry shares some of the responses that were on the New Bedford Police Department's Facebook page when they made this announcement, including some folks who called it nothing more than a money grab by the mayor. And I don't I don't think that it's that, especially if you read Chief Oliveira's comments in the in the story that Barry has. It's I don't think that it's even about the money. I wonder how many of these tickets you can't just go and you know, say, hey, it's the first time I've ever gotten a ticket for this. Uh, I didn't know that I couldn't park there. I didn't know that it was illegal to, to block my own driveway. You know, I'd like to I'd like to see if we could get this one wiped away and I'll be more cautious in the future. And I bet you more often than not, they'll they'll side with you on that because it's it's really just about enforcement here. 
than it is collecting money. And as, as the chief says, you know, they've, they've gotten complaints from people basically saying, like, I can't find somewhere to park. And we've been talking about this as we've been talking about potential development in the city. Part of the comprehensive housing plan is to make changes to the required parking spaces that a developer needs to promise to supply for people that might live in those residences. And they're going to lessen that number to make it easier for people to build. Because if you, you know, let's just say you wanted to build on on that property on Union Street and you had to promise 20 parking spaces as part of it, where are you going to find those parking spaces? So if they can lower those requirements, it'll make it easier because chances are somebody who moves into that that uh, residence probably doesn't need a parking space. They're probably living down there so that they don't have to have trans- – you know, they can use public transportation if they need to get somewhere – but that they can live and, and have a life right downtown where they don't have to go anywhere. I mean, that's the way people used to do things, right? You would live somewhere where you could walk to everything that you needed, and then you wouldn't need a car. So there's probably a reason to pull back on some of those those requirements in certain in certain cases. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Yes, good morning, Sam. I have a question. Sure. If you're, if you're driving in the car... And you come up to a parking spot or a driveway, and there's a car parked in front of it. How do you know whose car it is? You mean the police? Yeah. Well, they run the plate, but it doesn't. It doesn't matter. No car. They don't want a car blocking a driveway, no matter what. I realize that, but the people are going to realize the police don't have time to be calling in every. Damn I see. Place. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Because, you know, I mean, use common sense a little bit. Well, I mean, if it's still illegal, no matter what, you know, and I just, I, my and friend who posted true. it didn't even know that it was. It's true. It, it is illegal. He deserved the ticket. And, you know, we don't have time to be running, checking whose plate is where and everything else. Give him a break. All right. Well, thank you for the call. And, uh, and let's see, 508-996-0500. I mean, I, I agree, you know, that you shouldn't, you shouldn't break the law, but I also think some people probably didn't even know that it was a law. I don't know. I mean, I believe my friend when he said he had no idea. And I don't know what the what the parking fee was. I should have asked him what the fee was. But I'm sure, you know, it's it's not that much money for a lesson learned. 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. So there's probably reason. Hello. Hi. You're on the air. Yeah. Yeah, so I was just curious on that parking van. Um, they're supposed to be parked so many feet back from a from a crosswalk. Now, do you think that they're going to enforce that as long as you're not parked in the the the, the um, way of the the crosswalk? You're parked just a little bit before. Do you think that they're still going to enforce a ticket? Uh, it didn't specifically mention that that I saw in there, but so do you know? Do you have an idea of how far it is you have to be back from the crosswalk? I thought that that le- legally you needed to be about twenty feet back from the crosswalk, and I think you know things are so tight parking in residential areas, not so much downtown. I know that that's already tight, but even like in the uh, you know the residential areas, you know uh, that. It's, you know, like my truck is parked probably 
you know, two feet from the crosswalk. But, you know, we're all jammed up there already trying to, you know, get a parking spot. So I just didn't know if they were going to, you know, enforce the law right. or and, enforce and, the law. And you're not you're not taking up the part, the crosswalk so people can still get across legally where they're supposed to cross. Yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's something that can be looked at a little bit. I think I actually think it would be beneficial, and and maybe this is an expensive prospect and something that would have to be done over time, but it'd be beneficial to have signs um, right. everywhere where you can't park any further than there. You know, like the more signs you have, the more the more people can only um, comply with what the rules are, and then the more case you have when they don't. Right. Right. Okay. I guess that's kind of. Uh, yeah, it has to be something that's looked into, but thank you. All right, thank you for the call. 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim. How are you? Good. How are you doing? What's on your mind? Uh, well, the way I look at it, I think it's about time they started enforcing that. Um, now, if they can have, if the city can have the parking ticket guys walk around uh, neighborhoods, uh, you know, they're not on the avenue or the boulevard, they're around people's neighborhoods to ticket um, for expired stickers on vehicles. Then even more reason why they can, the police can go around if they have the time. I think it's something that should have been done a long time ago because I can tell you in my neighborhood, um, we have a fire hydrant and there's not a day that goes by that somebody is at night is not parked in front of that fire hydrant so that if God forbid... There was a fire. I don't even know how um, the fire department would be able to do it or maneuver and do whatever they had to do in front of that fire hydrant. That's the first thing. The other thing is um, also the um, these big uh, company trucks. Um, I know there are ordinance. There's an ordinance in the city um, that there's you know whatever type of truck cannot be parked in a residential street area. And another example in my neighborhood is a gigantic tow truck um, that's always parked on our side street that takes up probably um, three parking spaces for people that live um, on that street. And I don't understand why or how that thing is even legally parked there, doesn't get a ticket. Um, In my final complaint is um i don't know about you but I, you know i've encountered a lot where people park so close to the corner at an intersection and you know a lot of these vehicles are a big you know big suvs that you know you're at a four stop uh stop sign intersection and you're trying to go really slow because you can't even see um if another car is coming because they're parked right at the corner um, so, you know, I really, I mean, I get it with a lot of things people are saying, you know, the city needs to make money, but, um, I really think it's, you know, overdue, um, about what goes on, uh, the parking situation on city streets. Yeah. And I, th- I think this will, this will help a little bit, but it doesn't solve the problem. Uh, there's, well, there's still a lot of issues that need to be figured out, but certainly it will help, um, it'll help reinforce for a lot of folks, maybe rules that they didn't even know were in place. You know, maybe the person parking that that uh, that tow truck has no idea they're not supposed to park there, and maybe maybe getting yeah. a ticket one time makes them move it to somewhere else. 
Well, you know, I don't know if they know or not because it's pretty funny. You know, they live like uh, on the opposite, the other street over, and a lot of times you can see there's um, a place for them to park there, but they don't. You know, but that's neither here nor there. But anyway, in my opinion, I think it's kind of overdue. And uh, maybe, you know, like you said, maybe people don't know, but a lot of people do know. And their attitude is no one's doing anything about it. So I'm going to park in, in front of the fire hydrant. Who cares? Anyway, that's my opinion. You have a good day. All right. Well, thank you so much. And uh, if you would like to call in and chime in, 508-996-0500, we can talk more about this. Of course, this is coming up because uh, the New Bedford Police put out a post on Facebook and uh, and sent out a press release that they're going to be doing more enforcement of some of these parking rules. And if you want to read about it, you can check out Barry's article at WBSM.com and on the app. And I'm sure he'll talk more about it today as well, but I'd, I'd be interested in getting your take on it. Uh, that's on the table. Plus, of course, the uh, the elections today in Fairhaven and Freetown. That is on the table. The Freetown School Committee race. <laughs> Things just keep getting. It's it's been my favorite reality show of the past couple of weeks because it just keeps getting more and more ridiculous. Uh, I guess we can talk more about it if you want. I don't know anybody that threatens anybody that uh, talks talks negatively about a certain candidate. Of course, she threatens uh, about you know keeping it all in a file for her lawyer because apparently um, she doesn't understand that when you put yourself out there as a as a public figure as a as a candidate for for an office, people are allowed to criticize your actions and your your policies. But uh, it's. I don't know. I don't even know how far I want to go with it because it's just, it, it's, it's silly. Um, let's see. I got some calls here. Yeah, I, I, I can, I can hold off on taking the break. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Hello. Hey, Tim. Yes. How you doing? Good morning. Right. What's on your mind? Um, uh, just to answer that woman's, uh, question there on the tow truck issue, mm-hmm. I was just talking to a friend of mine that actually owns a garage type situation and we talked about that and he said, they're considered emergency um, vehicles, so it's legal for them to park there. If okay. They're, if they're legally parked, yeah. They're emergency response vehicles considered. So a so, tow truck, to I, my knowledge, is legal. So under that same uh, under that same banner, couldn't they park somewhere else that wasn't taking up a residence parking space? Like, could they park, um, you know, like in in one of the local like uh, school parking lots or something? be a good idea yeah but i think it's legal okay so, yeah no i'm, I'm just out of, I'm, out of respect yeah i'm just I, spitballing right ideas there, yeah. here right all right well thank you for the information all right Jim. have a good day and uh, let's take another call here you're next on wbsm good morning mr weisberg good morning how are you good how are you i'm doing all right uh i have uh, uh since i heard you talking about the apartment from the parking i have an issue with apartments that they allow in the center of town. I have friends that live downtown at the Lawton Apartments on the corner of Union and Purchase. Very high traffic area. There's no parking at all. they got to park on the street, either on Union or Purchase. But why do they even think of putting apartments downtown if they cannot provide a parking lot? Well, as a- You can't see the meter all night long. 
Right. As of now, well, the meters, the meters do go off at, well, the meters go off at six, but the people who check them stop working at five, but I didn't tell you that. The, um, the people who are, you know, the, the developers who are developing now, they have a parking lot, uh, parking requirement. So they're required to say there's this many parking spaces for people that would live there. So in order for those to, and, Again, I don't know when those were built, but under the current zoning laws, they would have had to have shown that there was adequate parking. Okay, so then that tells me Unless they that have a apartment building, the, the apartment building that they wanted to build on top of the old motor registry on Union, that's going to have a parking place enough for how many apartments there'll be there? Yeah. Are they still going to do that? I don't know. Do you know if they're still doing it? Oh, that? they're doing it. Yeah, they're building it now. Do you know how many apartments? Um, was it, I forget how many units it was, but I think they said it would it house 150 people. 150, 150. So I remember in the back. I think that's what, what I heard. Yeah, but in the back of it, they did have a small parking lot when it was the registry. And, mm-hmm. and it was never enough for the people that had to go in there. So I hope they can somehow enlarge that parking lot. I mean, I know there will be, well, at least I, I don't know how, I don't know how, uh, how far along in the process it is, but Mayor Mitchell had mentioned to us that um, as part of the development of the uh, the the north uh, of the uh, the terminal, the Marine Commerce Terminal, uh, as part of the development there, they're talking about building a a parking garage there. But then uh-huh. you're gonna, you got to get people across across Route 18. You got to pay for that parking garage too. Uh, well, yeah. If you're going to live, you know, if you're going to live there, they have to pay that all the time. Yeah. Uh, and before I hang up, I didn't get. I don't know if you mentioned it or not, but did you get to read Todd one day? I have not finished it yet. No. Okay. <laughs> I every time right. I sit down to read, uh, something else comes up. Usually, something alert goes off on my phone, and I got to get up and write a story or edit a story. I know you'll get to it because I know you're interested. It, it takes time. I understand. I definitely All right, am. Thank you. All right. Thank, thank you. Bye bye. And I do have to take a break. We'll uh, we'll take a quick one, and we'll be back in just a few moments. If you want to call in and chime in right now, uh, app chat is currently down, but I will uh, I will be able to work it up. I'm sure very closely. Um, I will be monitoring it very closely, rather during the show, to make sure that we can get it back up and running. So, little little inside information. Today is the day that we launch um, our big money giveaway on Fun 107. And we do it every twice a year, and because so many people want to take part, it's overstressed our system. And our system is built to be overstressed, but just shows how much people want to take part in that contest. 
I want to have that contest here. I want to be able to give away money. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. But um, Fun 107 has a lot of success with it, and uh, it's it's definitely uh, proven to be uh, a big hit because it's it's stressing our built-to-be-stressed system. So, wow, can't wait. I bet you it's a record number of people taking part in that. It is every single time we do it. It's a record number. It break, it shatters the record of the time before. 508-996-0500, though, if you want to call in and chime in. And I will get to those app chat messages when I can. If you want to send in something in written form and you can't call in, you can uh, you can email me, tim at wbsm.com, and I will, uh, I will read those during the course of the show until we get the app chat functioning once again. It shouldn't be long. Our IT team is working on it. They, they just sent an email saying that uh, we know about it and we're working on it and we'll have everything back up and running very soon. So that's the, uh, the struggles of success when you have something that's a big hit, no matter how much you prepare. No matter how, it's like when you have uh, the family over for a party, no matter how much food you buy, it always seems to never be enough. That's why I didn't have anybody over for WrestleMania weekend because I didn't want to have to like go out and buy a bunch of whole bunch of food and cook a bunch of food because I, I, I decided this week I was going to do meal prep. I decided this week rather than go out and spend 20 bucks every day on lunch, I was going to go to the store on Friday, buy some stuff to make for the entire week and make it for the week. And so I went out and I bought a big pack of chicken breasts. Um, I made Hawaiian style barbecue chicken. I thought about making different chicken for each day, you know, different marinades. But then I was like, then I just got a bowl of marinade that's that's only going to be for one chicken breast. Like that seems like a waste. So I'll just make the same chicken for the week and then I'll, you know, do something else next week. So I made that and I made uh, some cauliflower rice and I made some uh, some sautéed zucchini. And I was so proud of myself because I, I laid it all out for the week and had it all ready to go. And I was like, there we go. There's all my lunches. And then the first thought that I had was, gosh, I should have done the same thing with dinner. <laughs> I should have made dinners for the week too. Would have saved myself a lot of time and trouble. But I guess, you know, not spending anything on on lunch, you know, maybe that means that I can treat myself for dinner a couple times. Um, plus I always have so many seize the deals to use because I always go to seize the deal.com and get all of the great deals that can be found there. And, uh, I'll tell you about some of those a little bit later on, but uh, if you're not making that your homepage every day, I don't know what you're doing. All right. Got to take a break. Uh, we will be back in just a few moments. 508-996-0500. All right. Caller, hang on. We will get to you when we come back on the other side of the news. We are just out of time for this hour. We are going to be heading into the newsroom. ABC will have all of your national and international headlines, including obviously that huge story, right? That WWE is going to be sold. I know I'm, I'm being facetious, but it is a big story uh, and certainly something we can discuss if you want to. And then uh, also Kate Robinson will have all of your local news in the WBSM newsroom. And we will uh, be able to discuss all that with you. Coming up in the 11 a.m. hour, we'll be joined by Jack Spillane of New Bedford Light as we will be turning on the light and we will talk about his column last week about the city council and uh, the ballot questions that they placed on the ballot, the non-binding questions that they placed on the ballot and why he thinks they shouldn't just stop there, add a few more.